welcome to Come Follow Me with Bree, episode 56, Lead Thee by the Hand. Okay, guys, I have something to tell you. I am leaving for France in 15 minutes, and I was getting ready, and I've been so busy getting ready that it's 15 minutes till I have to walk out the door, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to record the podcast episode I have prepared for while I'm gone. Anyway, so you guys are going to get a really raw version <laughs> of this episode, but it's already written. And so I wanted to make sure I got it out to you. And here we go. All right. So this week's chapters are DNC 111 through 114. And we're going to focus on one particular part. In section 112, verse 10, the Lord says, be thou humble and the Lord thy God shall lead thee by the hand and give the answers to thy prayers, which sound familiar. Somehow, when I would sing this song all pretty much all my life, I didn't realize it was a scripture. And maybe at some point I read it, but I can't remember. And so I just think that's that will just bring in added significance when I when I sing that song. We are going to talk about the relationship between humility and grace. So grace, according to top gospel topics, is the divine help or strength extended to us through the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think I often refer to that help, and I think a lot of people in the church do, as the blanket phrase of the atonement. Like when I think of the job I do as a mother, I think that the atonement fills the gaps where I lack. But that enabling power, that help, is called something. It's called grace. And the Bible dictionary says the main idea of the word grace is grace is divine means of help or strength. Grace is an enabling power. For a second, I thought, what do we do to earn grace or what do we do to deserve grace? But then I thought the word earn, I don't think quite works because of what King Benjamin taught us in Mosiah 2.21. It says, I say unto you, if ye shall serve him who has created you from the beginning and is preserving you day by day by lending you breath that ye may live and move and do according to your own will, even supporting you from one moment to another, I say, if ye should serve him with all your whole souls, yet ye would be unprofitable servants. So if we are unprofitable servants, no matter what we do, no matter how hard we work or how much of our heart is devoted, devoted to the Lord, can that grace be earned? If if everything we do is immediately compensated in blessings more valuable than our effort, there is nothing the Lord owes us ever. And because we owe everything we are and have from moment to moment, there is never a moment where he doesn't deserve as much as we can give him. Now, maybe some of those blessings are grace, but does that mean that we earned it? I think I'd like to submit my personal opinion that no, I don't think we ever earn anything because we are immediately repaid for any effort, any sacrifice. We are repaid with a gift that is already always extended to us. He doesn't need to clumsily pull it out of his pocket after we do something good. That enabling power of grace is already there available to us as we follow the commandments. Grace through the atonement is what makes that effort whole. We continually receive grace throughout our life. Elder James J. Hamula, <laughs> I like that last name, said, we need a divine power that can transform our souls with all of our current weaknesses and deficiencies into God's with all of the accompanying strengths, virtues, and capacities. Gratefully, such a divine power exists. It is God's grace. Only through the endowment of God's grace, we are added upon. 
which is referenced Abraham 3.26, such that in time we attain the fullness of Christ. Indeed, this is exactly how Christ attained his fullness. As the Lord told Joseph Smith, he that receiveth light and continueth in God receiveth more light, and that light groweth brighter and brighter until the perfect day. But if we treat casually, set aside, or even ignore the gracious blessings we receive from the Lord, then greater things are withheld from us in such circumstances. We receive the grace of God in vain and eventually fall from grace altogether. Okay, so what does all of this have to do with humility? Let's go back to our scripture in the section that we're focusing on. Be thou humble, and the Lord thy God shall lead thee by the hand and give thee answers to thy prayers. This made me think about... Ether 12, 27, my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then I will make weak things become strong unto them. Grace is enough for all men that are humble and have faith. And then our weak things become strong. Our imperfections are compensated for. And then what happens when all of our imperfections are compensated for ultimately? Exaltation. This is how we become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And this is how we can possibly fulfill the command of be ye therefore perfect. But we don't get any of that if we lack humility and faith. And to me, faith is inseparable from humility. When I define my own faith, it is the belief that I cannot see the whole picture. I do not know or understand everything, but that he does and that I trust that everything is perfectly in his hands. It is the belief that my will is nothing. And in order for this all to work out in my favor, everything, my will must be swallowed up in his. Now, my faith often, very often, doesn't look like that. But that's where I try and land as often as possible. So we're going to go back to gospel topics. And honestly, if you're looking for a good project, go to gospel topics and start reading. It is just so straightforward and inspiringly clear. So listen to what it says about humility. To be humble is to recognize gratefully our dependence on the Lord, to understand that we have a constant need for his support. Humility is an acknowledgement that our talents and abilities are gifts from God. It is not a sign of weakness, timidity, or fear. It is an indication that we know where our true strength lies. We can be both humble and fearless. We can be both humble and courageous. Jesus Christ is our greatest example of humility. During his mortal ministry, he always acknowledged that his strength came because of his dependence on his father. He said, I can of mine own self do nothing. I seek not mine own will, but the will of the father which has sent me. The Lord will strengthen us as we humble ourselves before him. James taught, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Can we do what the Lord says? Say to ourselves, I can of my own, mine own self do nothing. I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. That to me is ultimate humility. Be thou humble, and the Lord thy God shall lead thee by the hand and give thee answers to thy prayers. When you are humble, the Lord will lead you by the hand. And what does that visually imply? When I walk with my four-year-old daughter, I often 
lead her by the hand. And sometimes it's because we are walking through a parking lot and I want to be able to keep her safe. Sometimes it's because I am leading her somewhere specific and it keeps her on the right path to our destination. And sometimes it's just because I love her and I want to feel her hand in mine. And so when we walk through life in humility, we have the privilege of the Lord leading us by the hand. Sometimes it might be to help you navigate a spiritually dangerous time or situation. Sometimes it might be to lead you where he wants to wants you to be and what he wants you to be doing. And all of that can be traced back to love. He wants to lead you by the hand, give you all the guidance, all the direction, all the companionship and comfort he can because he loves you and he wants to feel your hand in his. The Lord leading you by that hand is grace. Remember what we talked about earlier? Grace is the divine help or strength extended through us to us through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Him leading you by the hand is divine help. It is divine strength to continue on even if you don't know exactly where you should go. And let's not forget the last part of that scripture. The Lord thy God shall lead thee by the hand and give thee answer to thy prayers. Last year, when we studied the Book of Mormon, we talked a lot about prayer and one of the purposes of prayer. It is not to change the will of God, but to bring your own will in line with his. As we are led by he who created us, he who knows us better than we know ourselves, he will give us answers to our prayers. He will help align our will with his. He will comfort us when we don't understand, and he will soothe us as we allow grace to lift us until that perfect day. His hand is already outstretched toward you. Be humble and he will lead you home. A home that is described by John in Revelations 21, 4-5. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write these, for these words are true and faithful. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys, don't make my effort in vain. I'm leaving for France in four minutes, and I have to upload this episode and get it onto my phone before I can leave. So share this episode. If it touched you, if it, if it enhanced your day, please share it. And wait, I forgot the French word. I was going to say fr- uh, goodbye in French. What is it? Bonjour. Au revoir. Is that right? <laughs> Au revoir.